Welcome to the Searching for Meaning podcast. My name is Gonzalo, and I'm joined by my brother, Tiago. Welcome. And in today's episode, we are going to go over the dangers of comfort and why staying in comfort and never leaving your comfort zone will eventually lead to a life of regret and a lot of pain. Much more pain than if you were to go through the pain of being uncomfortable. Not to mention you become a pussy. You become a little bitch. Little bitch. <laughs> no, but it's true. And um, it's true because I know all the truth in the universe. Yeah, yeah, me too. And uh, No, but it's funny because today, and I was telling you before, I saw a podcast with, jo- uh, with Joko, with David Goggins and uh, Jay Shetty. And for those of you who don't know, uh, David Goggins is, well, probably the, the, beast. the, the baddest <laughs> motherfucker on the planet. He did three hell weeks, went through pretty much every military uh, training you can go through. And overall, just a badass. And I was listening to the podcast about him talking about, you know, being uncomfortable, you know, actually putting yourself into painful situations voluntarily. And it was funny because it was a coincidence because I was not even thinking about, oh, this is good for the podcast. But it kind of reminded me of that. And if you want to watch, we have a podcast about his book. But yeah, I'll let you talk a bit about your view on yeah. this yeah so my experience like with comfort it goes back to the um, yeah it's, i think it's the same thing you mentioned at the beginning like living a life of comfort will eventually lead you to like to a bullshit life you, you, you can just feel it and i think the topic of comfort it's really strange because for me like if you really think about it you know you're not even that comfortable when you're comfortable it's really strange because when you're like at home sitting in the couch like watching tv it's almost like there's no problem with watching TV necessarily, but when you're doing it like every day for six hours a day, like you don't feel good. It's not like you feel comfortable. It's just like you don't feel yeah anything that bad. But but it's not by any means like for me comfortable. When I picture something comfortable, it's like sitting when it's fucking cold and you arrive home and there's like the, the fireplace is started, so you get that that comfortable feeling. When I'm like doing nothing special and just hanging around my my comfort zone. There's like no comfortable feeling. It's just like a shitty feeling of trying to avoid whatever I'm, I'm yeah. escaping from. And you always know when you're in those situations that you shouldn't be resting at that moment. You know, yeah. you sh- if you're watching yeah, you're YouTube videos, your you're, al- you're always like, ah, oh, fuck, I shouldn't be doing this, but only five more minutes. Only this one more video. Yeah. And it's funny because uh, the podcast I was telling you about, he talked about, uh, so you have kind of two parts of your brain. The one that tells you to do shit like that, just watch YouTube videos, just, oh, five more minutes. And then you always have that part that says, you know, you should be working or you should be doing that instead of this. And the way they describe it was one is like, so the bad part, quote unquote, of your brain, the one that's always very impulsive. It's kind of like a baby, you know, it's kind of like a child. It's always throwing tantrums. It wants this, it wants that, wants a new toy, never satisfied. And then the other part... The other part is like the parent. The, the parent's role is to, you know, keep the child straight, to show it the way. Mm-hmm. And for me, like looking at it that way now, it makes it much easier because there's not like this conflict of, oh, I know I should be doing that, but oh, it's so hard. It's more like, oh, this part knows what is right. So little bitch part, do what's right. <laughs> you little don't, don't act up. Yeah. And putting things like that, in my opinion, makes it easier. And it was funny because David Goggins, he also was like, yeah, that was, that was pretty good because the other guy told him. That actually makes sense because 
That's how most kids are being raised, so it would actually make sense if you like. It's a good comparison, and like it, it kind of explains why you have so much in this this love for comfort or so much so much fear of going out of your comfort zone or or facing discomfort in a certain way. It's just yeah, it's in how we were raised, like. And not only that, it's, it's also natural. It's you know your brain by nature will always search the yeah yeah the comfort like, the yeah, yeah it served yeah. it served the purpose when we were like hunting and doing doing dangerous shit not yeah not, when there not. was scar when there was scarcity of resources it makes sense because yeah. you know if you have a very highly uh, you know not nutritious but highly caloric foods it makes sense you want to eat them all if there's n nothing else yeah but if you have a, a, an enormous supermarket full of food like that then it makes no sense uh -huh. but you yes. know the dna has not evolved yeah it's we are gonna fight evolved. against your dna so yeah, it's good in that sense. But moving on, I'd say, so going over this, the way I, I talked about, for, for me, the way I visualize comfort, it's just like I said right now. It's not even, it's not even that, it's not something good. I think if you go like, and talk to like a person who's not really into self-help and anything like this, they never heard comfort in this, this sense that we're talking about it, like, like it's something negative. I, if you go inside the self-help industry, there's a lot of talk about getting out of your comfort zone. But if you go out of that, comfort is actually seen as something neutral or actually good by most people, like being comfortable at home. It's that the warm yeah. feeling they have. So, that's like the goal. That's yeah, the, the goal, goal is to be comfortable. <laughs> and it's like, okay, so it's, it's kind of strange passing this, this idea to, like, to everyday people, just like that comfort isn't that beneficial to you. But I also think it's like because of our, the definition of comfort, I think that's a little bit of conflict. The way I'm talking, we are talking about comfort, I think, at least I'll speak for myself, it's not, a, it's not the same comfort I, I think that they're talking about. Because their comfort is like the thing I said, like sitting at home, having, having some warm place, and just having that, that warm feeling when you get home, when you're comfortable in your home. You know what I'm talking about. And, but the, comfortable, the uncomfortable, uncomfort we're talking about, or the comfort we're talking about, it's that stagnation of life, when you're too afraid to go out to actually do something. So I actually say, like, for when I'm commu trying to communicate this to people or give my opinion on this, I don't actually talk it talk about it as discomfort. I I, I just refer to it as facing fear. I think it's a, a more easy concept for people to relate to. I don't know what you think about it. I guess, but sometimes or most times, I don't think it's even fear. You know, to to get off YouTube, you're not afraid to stop watching videos. Yeah. It's not. But you're For afraid me, of something. You're like you're afraid of those thoughts. That's why. But you're it's watching it's YouTube. not. I don't think it's necessarily fear because I know what the feeling is. I had it today. I, I lost myself <laughs> for ten minutes. It's not. I'm afraid. I'm just. I'm dreading what what is about to come. It's kind of like dread, oh it's lord. Kind of it's similar. <laughs> to fear. Yeah, but uh, the way I would describe it, you know, it's a feeling, so it's hard to describe. But <laughs> what it, do you it's, feel, it's, man? Tell me what you feel. <laughs> Bro, I feel no. But it's not necessarily. You're not afraid. It's not like when you're going to what I imagine is skydiving. And you're like, yeah. oh my god, I'm yeah, I'm okay. afraid. It's it may be uh, I wouldn't say fear, but it's a bad feeling at the end of the day. Yeah, okay, it's a bad feeling. It's and what people sense. fail to realize is, for example, most people nine to five do rest on the weekends, and what they do on weekends is it's comfort. It's only comfort. Mm -hmm. And what people fail to realize is that you can never grow while you're comfortable. Yeah. Whether that's, that's physically, line. mentally, whether that's building something. None of that will grow while you're comfortable. And the more comfortable you are, 
the harder it is to you know stop being comfortable yeah it's like when, the, when, it's like when you're in, when you're taking a, a warm shower maybe you start you know just 10 degrees to the left with the warm water and by the end you're f- fully cranked because yeah. you get used to yeah. that level and then you need more and more and more and then you if you want to get out if you were to switch it all the way to the cold side you'd almost have a heart attack or something you know and yeah <laughs> but but that's the funny thing about like comfort in the, the sense we're talking about it like it doesn't I, i'm going back to this because i think it's a realization most people don't get it doesn't even feel that good like when i'm watching when when in those dark days when i binge like a the tv dark. show for eight hours straight i don't fucking feel good during or after it but yeah. on the opposite side like when i when i do my routine when i take a cold shower when i meditate face those annoying thoughts but by the end of it, I may, I may not feel good during it, but at the end of it, I feel fucking great. Absolutely, like, yeah. You feel awesome. So that I actually have to make that decision. Like facing discomfort actually makes you feel better. Think about all the good moments in your life. They, yep. I'd say 90%, 95% of them came from when you were like in debating the, that decision. Do I do this thing? Do I risk it and risk this discomfort? discomfort? And then we actually do it. That's when you feel. The, at least for me, like if I go to think about my highest moments, that's that's always it. That's when I when I face yeah. the discomfort. Absolutely, and even for me now, giving a real life example. So recently, I just quit my previous job, and I'm now pursuing like a freelance, you know, independent career. Get it, but get it. No, but on the on the one side, it's it's not scary, but at least at this point, but it's it's more uncomfortable in the sense that. You know, you don't have a certain time to go there. You, you, nothing is certain. You, and you the have decision, to. Decision like you have like to talk about the decision making process. To, it, it's certainly discomfortable. Yeah, exactly. Where you have to make. You have decision. to confront your your boss and then your coworkers and everything, yeah. and then everyone that your that maybe your family, maybe your friends. You, yeah. Absolutely. But now what I see is that that was the going back to the other example of the father baby in your brain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the, the father was saying, like, this is what you need to do. And then the other part was just saying, like, no, it's, this is good. And da, da, da. But now that I, you know, committed to the decision, the days are much better. Like, when I go to sleep, I go to sleep wanting to wake up the, the next day so I can do more shit. And yeah. before it was like, oh, my God, I hope this. And that was said. I hope this sleep lasts as long as it can. Yeah, because, I, because I don't want to wake up to go to work. Uh-huh. And that's a, that's like oh that's a very God. good distinction. <laughs> yeah. Like if you if you if you ever if you're ever in doubt that you're in in a comfortable situation or uncomfortable situation, that's like I'd say that's one of the the biggest factors. Like if you wake up and you don't want to get out of bed, yeah, like there's something something's wrong. Like absolutely. If you if you're actually in like exposing yourself to new circumstances, if you're excited about something, like you're not going to wake up like oh my God I got to yeah no you you're like 100 percent let's go wake up at yeah. least. You're better than what you could be, but yeah. So that's actually and yeah, and it's on the one side it may be more uncomfortable, but it's the right thing. And after you do the right thing, yeah, you feel well. you'll always feel better about yourself. Uh-huh. And I, even yesterday, I was hearing um, Joe Rogan's podcast with Kevin Hart. Like when you listen to someone like him speak, which is he's he's always doing something, either working on his new Netflix special or making a new movie or starting a new business. Yeah. And you just feel that energy, and that's the energy you want to have. It's it's playing with risk, but always you know excited to do so. Yeah, not, there's no stagnation. Yeah, and, and it's not not to you know poke fun at the the normal person, quote unquote. But 
if every day you wake up nine to five, you're not that that engaged in your work. It's a dead end job, which means you're never going to earn more than you're earning at that moment. Like life is not, if you have no plan after that, then you'll die like that. Yeah. So guys, mm -hmm. remember, buy our program. <laughs> influencers. We're kidding. We're kidding. We don't. But we don't. We don't know shit. But no, yeah, that's a that's a good point. Like if you're if if you're waking up and you're not expecting something else out of life, like that's why you you don't wake up. I remember when I was in school, like I would not wake up with this desire to go to school because I didn't have that purpose in in vision of this could lead me to something else. It could, but I was just a dumb kid back then. And so the yeah, I was waking up with like dreading school. On the weekends, yeah. I think this is very relatable. And then at the weekends, you like you want to get up because there are stuff to, there's stuff to do, stuff I'm actually interested in. So yeah, this is a it's something it's a pattern that can go all the that can one can go on by the entirety of your life if you don't actually do something. Most people, I'd say, are stuck in this route where they're they don't have this they're, they're not always searching for something. Like you said about Kevin Hart, there's always something going on there. There's no stagnation. Yeah, he just doesn't okay now. Just it doesn't go. Just okay. I've done all this comedy specials. I have money. I'll just sit at home. No, because he knows he, he wouldn't be he wouldn't be fulfilled by doing that. He wouldn't. Be yeah, exactly. Living a purposeful life. And it's it's that thing because you need to keep the mentality that got you there. Same with David Goggins. He was speaking today. He may have done all those things, a hundred mile runs, Navy training, L weeks. But if at some point you you stop thinking like that, of always wanting more. You know, there's dichotomies to that, but always wanting more, and you're just like, I'm gonna relax now. Then you're fucked, because you're gonna lose everything you worked so hard for. Yeah. Because that's yeah. if you're not going forward, then you're going backward. By nature's nature, you know. Yeah, that's just nature's law, and I think most yeah. people we don't have that idea. We have that idea of all we we always have that in mind, getting to a goal and then it's stopping. I think that's yeah. always an appealing idea if you like. Yeah, getting to the top of the way. mountain, then you just yeah, getting chill to the top there. of the mountain and then just chilling, but. Like if you're actually if you've actually done something hard, like climbing to the top of the mountain or winning a championship, getting a medal, whatever it is, you know that when you get there, yeah, you feel awesome. No debate, you feel awesome. You maybe you can rest one day and still feel awesome. But after a week, after a month, like you don't feel that great anymore. There's yes. there's real life goes on and there's stuff to do and time passes and you just you need you always need to be engaged in the process. So Of course, goals are important to guide you. We've talked about this a lot of, a lot of times in this podcast, but we always, we, we always talk about the importance of enjoying the, the process. And, and that's, this is it. If you don't yeah. enjoy the process, you will eventually get to a place where you just fall into a comfort zone and you stagnate. And stagnation is death. Yeah, just and I would say that uh, the best way to see it is not as a mountain, but more like the story of, actually research it right now, of uh, Sisyphus. I think that's how you say the name. Which is the guy who was doomed by... I don't know the whole story, but he was, I think he was condemned, like old Greek story, mythology. Oh, yeah, by Zeus to push, yeah, the, to the, push mountain, a rock, the rock, a boulder up a mountain forever. An, a never-ending mountain. And I yeah. feel like that's how you should view yourself. You're pushing the boulder forever. And if you stop, yeah. you never stop because you can't just hold the rock there. So yeah. if, you, if you stop, the, the shit's going to go fall down and you have to pick it back up. You know? Mm -hmm. But you need yeah. to know that... It's leading nowhere. At the end of the day, it's leading nowhere because we all die. And uh, interesting because we've bo we've both been reading the <laughs> real shiny. <laughs> no, but it's true. Like yeah, you, that's, you that's can. Just... For example, I've been re I and you also have been reading the yeah, yeah. Meditations by Marcus Aurelius, and he talks a lot about that. Like he was emperor of Rome, 
you know, have probably most successful than anyone can be ever. He owned more than anyone ever. But at the end of the day, he also dies. Like you and me, we all die. Yeah. You, yeah, can, that, achi- you can achieve all you want, but then you don't take any of it with you. Mm-hmm. But, but for me, like the only thing you can really take is at least you don't take regret with you. You know, you don't die yeah. with regret because it, it is true that maybe it won't matter when you die. But so that's very freeing because then you can do anything you want. Why, why would you waste that time being comfortable and not doing anything of worth to anyone? Just yeah. watching yeah, we'll... TV, chilling on your couch. At least if, if it doesn't matter, if there's no, maybe there is, but if there's no bigger purpose, like pe- people are going to forget about you. At least do the things that you know are right. And we, all, uh-huh. we always know what is right. Maybe I, I remember when I was in my now, now previous work, I thought to myself, like, yeah, this is the, the right thing. But you always have the voice in the back of your mind that sometimes you don't want to accept, but it's always telling you, is this really what you should be doing? Yeah, you, Jordan, yeah. Peterson, Jordan Peterson talks about this a lot. Like, you always know what the right yeah. thing to do. And I'll, going back to the meditations book, I don't want to get too much into it because we could talk about it yeah. for hours. We'll have a That's podcast. The next podcast. Yeah. But yeah, it's like, like it's the, that concept of nothing, maybe nothing inherently has meaning to it. So maybe, maybe there's no like higher purpose. Back then, he talks about in the book, he, he believes in God. So that's his source of purpose. Nowadays, I think it's, we've debated a bit. It's not that simple of a, a, black, a black or white question. Yeah. But in, in that doubt, you, you, okay, so you don't know if there's a higher purpose, if things have meaning. But okay, by definition, if you don't know, then you, you, you don't know that there's no meaning. Yeah. So in that indecision, I'd argue with a lot of confidence that acting as though things have meaning is way better than acting as if they don't have meaning. So this is kind of gets a bit complicated, but if nothing has inherent meaning, you get to decide or actually yeah, exactly. try to figure out what has meaning to you and what's actually right and just to you. And I'd argue, like, as humans, we all kind of know what that is. We all tend towards yep. the, the same things. We, we value honesty, we value, we value realness, real people, uh, justice, whatever. We can go on for, for hours. But by knowing that, by definition, if you know that, there's a good quote by Jordan Peterson. And this is like when we're getting into the importance of actually facing discomfort. And the quote goes like this. When you have something to say, silence is a lie. And if you think about it a bit, this, this really applies to uncomfort. If you just trade the, the word say by act. So when you, if, if you have something you need to do or, or act upon and not acting upon it, that's, that's you lying to yourself. Yep. Like, like you were giving the example... You knew you didn't want to be there, but you were just kind of, by not doing it, you were lying to yourself. You were trying to delay that discomfort, yeah. try to push it off another day. But deep down, you, you already knew what was yeah. right. And with do. these decisions, it's like uh, they say, uh, it's like Mark Manson says in the book, the subtle art of not giving a fuck. Maybe very simple. What do you need to do to quit your job? You sign a letter, you give it to your, to your boss. That's, that's as simple as something gets. But it's hard in the sense that it's very emotional there's it's emotionally hard that's what i mean and a lot of these decisions i feel like that's what's going to happen it's they're going to be simple they're going to be you know it's simple to just let's say start going to the gym but maybe it's very emotionally hard because oh maybe people are going to look at me oh maybe i don't know what to do when i get there and i get embarrassed and then i have to come to terms that i'm a very fat it's simple you just go there but then 
there's all this baggage that comes along. Uh-huh. And that's why, for me also, the less you think about these things, the, the better and the easier it is. If you're thinking like, yeah. oh, because your brain can always find a way to justify it. And maybe very well justified, you know, whatever it is. Maybe, let's say you're the gym example. Maybe you're like, yeah, maybe I don't want to cause that emotional trauma to myself. Yeah, maybe it's better if I just focus on my career right now. Then I don't have so much. There, you justified it to yourself. And we don't even say that. Like, yeah. we don't admit that we we have pain. Like, that yeah. makes us that makes us face the fact that we're yeah. But if we someone were we never, to just we never say that, we just say like, oh, okay, maybe I don't really need to do this. I'm not that yeah. fat. But like, if you were to just I have a wife, if so you were to whatever. just listen to the voice that you already know it's there, you're suppressing. Yeah. It's like you're a fat piece of shit. Go to the gym. Yeah, it's the real yeah the real deal. And like the, and David Goggins talks about this, just uh, the accountability mirror. Whatever you, you know that you it is true about yourself and you want to change, just write it on a piece of paper. I'm fat, boom. I'm, I want to quit my job, boom, whatever. And then work towards those things yeah. or improving those things. Our problem is like we are really shitty overthinkers. So I say this like when we do think, we think about like bullshit. It's not yeah. really like... Because you don't control like the, it. The, You're not... It's not like philosophers talked about in Stoicism. Like you have to deliberate your actions and stuff like okay we don't do that we 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 talk we think a lot of, about about a lot of bullshit so we're actually on repeat just listening to the same like to the same station like we it's always like the same noise there's no like deep thought you you haven't put you didn't put deep thought into it so yeah. when, when we actually say like people think too much we're not referring obviously to the deliberate kind of thinking reading books <laughs> Uh, journaling we wish trying to figure out the good questions of life no it's like it's that uh no 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 really i i think i i should eat that ice cream it's not like yeah <laughs> yeah it's just it's that bullshit thinking like where you're not even it's like it's a weird state where it's you're, you're unconscious not unconscious thinking it's, just, it's happening because and you're like yeah, because a lot of it you're not in control of you know it the thought just pops into your mind and you just roll yeah. with it because for example um if you're not used to meditating and even if you are but you just kind of fell out of the habit a bit those thoughts are gonna, you know, they're gonna pop into your mind. You're gonna develop them, and that shit's gonna stay in your brain for, you know, for the rent, the rest of the day. Then it's gonna pop up again tomorrow. Then another thought that already had popped up yesterday about some random bullshit that doesn't matter. Maybe about I don't know, maybe a conversation you had two weeks ago. Somebody got pissed off at you in traffic. Does that really matter? Yeah. How many? Does that how much shit time really do you, matter? Do <laughs> yeah, how much time do we actually spend thinking about this? I get this a lot. It's most likely because I'm still like in the, the teenager phase, so it's that shitty spotlight effect and you, where you think people really give a shit about everything you do. But like, how many times do people like think about embarrassing things and they just go like, oh, I can't believe I did that. Or yeah. How many times like a day, especially when you're a teenager, like this is something that will happen just because of your hormones and whatever. You just like, it, it makes you so uncomfortable to think about those moments where you, you did something weird and, and strange. And that's like the kind of thoughts that you will have if you don't do the the, the practices that yeah. give you that power that, that that work that power of controlling not controlling your thoughts because you never control them but managing yeah them. exactly like that's what meditation does for me and you, yeah you learn how to manage them and for me also not only meditating but going back to the topic of the podcast i feel like we're diverging a bit yeah. actually the more uncomfortable situations you put yourself into voluntarily or not but as long as you're conscious of what's happening at the moment, you're, this all of this is going to improve. Shit around you that now seems very important is going to stop mattering as much. 
like trivial shit. Oh, did he say this about me? If you're, let's say, if every day you have to swim three hours in the cold water, you think that those shit is not even, <laughs> that's not going to pop into your brain because you're going to be, number one, very relaxed after be doing all those things. You're more worried about having to go to the water than anything. And then yeah. also going to this, being uncomfortable and finding uncomfortable things that give meaning and purpose to your life, you know, give purpose to your life, make your life much better. For example, now for me, this new opportunity, there's no certainty, it's uncomfortable, but it gives meaning. There's a rock to push. And and yeah. if, you, if you're, you know, laying on the couch, your job is very comfortable, no progression. It's like you're kicking a small rock on a, on a straight road. There's no challenge. Mm -hmm. If you stop, the rock stays there. The, nothing yeah. happens. And this is like, this is the fun part about like facing discomfort. It's like when you realize how good you, like, I bet you now feel like a whole lot better than oh, yeah. you did doing it. And like, that's the power. When you actually discover that discomfort actually brings you fulfillment, brings you happiness, brings you energy. Like that, once you make that connection, it's like, it's a whole new thing. Your brain will still try to fuck you over. Because yeah, it's an eternal struggle. <laughs> but at, at least you, you, you will still know like, okay, at the end of this, I will feel fucking great. Yeah. And that's, at least one of the, the forces like pushing you or, or pulling you towards that. It's a, I think it's something you can use to combat yeah. that if, you, and also, if you're not sure about this yeah. discomfort thing. And with all these things, it's, it's going to be very hard at the beginning. For, for me, for example, yeah. the gym before, it was horrible. I hated going to the gym because it's uncomfortable. I'm very I was very bad at it. And I, I saw no results. Why the fuck would I go there? But now that I've actually pushed yeah. myself to go past that you know initial point where nothing good happens now you start to see like holy shit i'm getting bigger so now your brain yeah, i'm getting stronger like subconsciously your brain makes the connection of oh that uncomfortable pain that i knew was right brought me the results i never thought i could have maybe if i do this in other areas of my life something similar will happen huh yeah it's like a muscle yeah. like the more you do it the the better you get at yeah it. and it, that's why you that's why it's so important like that quote of how you do anything is how you do everything. It's all transferable. Everything you are doing every day, you are building skills, yep. whether you like it or not. You're building or destroying them, but depending on what you're doing. But every day of your life is, is if you take on a larger meaning of, of your entire life, everything you are doing daily is building up to something very important yep. that you will eventually do. These are all skills you are building right now. And that's kind of the, the way I think we have to look at it as, as human beings. There. If you're spending like five hours a day watching your computer, watching TV shows, that's the skill you're building. That's just like the skill of being a lazy piece yeah, of shit. Yeah, it's just a very useless and, skill, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's a useless skill. Like no one, no one values no that one skill. No one pays because for that. It, it, yeah, it doesn't bring you any, any money. But let's say if you're reading, that's why this getting into the importance of like actual habits and habits that are specifically that are uncomfortable. This is the value that they bring you. They are building you skills. And because they are uncomfortable, they are valued because if it's uncomfortable, not most, most people aren't doing yep. it just by the nature exactly. of our, that's why they're valued because most, <laughs> it's not common. It's very common to watch TV for five hours because it's easy. It's not common to take cold showers every day because it's hard. Yep. It's just simple. And okay, maybe cold showers aren't directly valued, of course. They don't ask you in the job application about that. But the skills that it builds, that, that ability to face adversity, that's, that's extremely valued. Yeah, of course. And you'll notice, for example, taking your cold shower example. If you do these things, then when a moment comes where it, it really matters to your life and it's a really one of those big moments, 
you actually step up to the fucking opportunity. Maybe it's a job, a job interview. You're very nervous, but you're used to dealing with this shit every day before you jump into cold water. So you know how to calm yourself down. You yeah. know what to do. And I imagine every day after your lousy work, you take a warm shower, you eat some Doritos, some, you don't even <laughs> cook your food. You buy it at McDonald's. What happens when a hard time comes, when a hard decision needs yeah. to be done? You, you have no you idea. You don't do what... it. You just freeze. You yeah. do nothing. Uh-huh. And, and that's... yeah, and because for, I feel like this is one of the biggest problems too with, with not having rites of passage in our society anymore. People, especially men, more and more are babies forever. Uh, like kids are leaving their parents' house later than ever, like going into the 30s, not finding jobs, not pursuing any career. And you see why? Well, because there was no need to be uncomfortable. There was never, no one pushed them yeah, and they didn't push very... themselves. And so now they're just like this jelly piece of human flesh that does nothing all day. <laughs> it's very interesting you went there because I was actually listening to a podcast uh, a while ago and the guys they were they were they're, they're older so they're 40 in their 40s and they were talking about like in their days kids like every teenager that was old enough to have a car or a driving license almost everyone had it yeah people search for that independence way harder than they do now most nowadays I, I see people don't go out and searching that taking the drive, that driving car the driving license example, if you, if you actually see the statistics, it's a lot less now. Teenagers, like, they get a lot less driving license because they don't want that independence. They're afraid of it. Yeah. It's, it's way better to stick at home. And this actually says something about me because I don't have a driving license yeah. and I'm old enough to yeah, do it. For, yeah, but... but. <laughs> and, but <laughs> horrible realization. But, yeah, it's like, and you can see it in, in today's generation if you compare it to previous, the previous generation. They left their houses earlier. They have kids earlier. They had driving license because they were adults earlier than we are yeah. now. Like now, it's, it takes us a lot longer to be actually adults. Yeah, because that, everyone has just become too comfortable. You see this? Oh, we want like we want more minimum. I was gonna do a <laughs> a mocking voice there, but I won't go there. It's like <laughs> people want more money for like minimum salary. People want more job opportunities. People want free college. They want all of this without doing anything you want more money for what you never worked before you want a job a paid job you never worked before you're gonna have to work for free if you want a good job in that field and this these concepts to people it's like it's like it's in the right to have all these things already it's like you sh- you shouldn't work for college for example you shouldn't work for the a better wage the government needs to force business owners to give it to you and even, yeah. for example, the other day I was watching a Gordon Ramsay interview and he was talking like when he wanted to become a chef at 18 or 19 or 20, he went to France and he was peeling potatoes eight hours per day and then cutting onions for like six months or one year before he even started cooking. And, and then he says also to his kids that are also following cooking, none of them are going to work in my restaurants until they prove themselves in another restaurant. They need that grit. They need to, you know, go through the hardship. Because that's like where you learn, you find yourself. All these people yeah. that we admire, they all went through that. Comedians, musicians, actors, they all had periods where they were like, I have no idea what's going to happen, but I'm going to have to do it for myself. That's it. Uh-huh. That's a real white privilege opinion. But <laughs> Shut your mouth. No, but, uh, yeah, it's, 
<laughs> no, yeah, like we just triggered a lot of people, but a lot of people that aren't listening. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, but <laughs> moving on. Um, so we were talking. Yeah, that's a the that's one of the greatest examples. Like even Gordon Ramsay, like you now nowadays look at him and yeah, now now it's easy to look at him. and It's like oh, he's super yeah, successful. Yeah, now it's easy to oh, it's this super guy. He, he has all the restaurants very good. Yeah, but like you were saying. He had to go through the that shit. He had to eat that shit sandwich. Yep. Like, like, and he, he ate it. And <laughs> nowadays, like you, you, you referenced it. Most college kids are just like, oh, I want free college. I want to have a job. And yeah, but you, you life doesn't owe you shit. At, at at like at baseline, life doesn't owe you shit. No one owes you shit. And you have to go out and earn your value. It's not like you have inherent value. Like, I, okay, you have some value as a human being, of course, but. That doesn't give you the right of like having everything handed out to you. No, you actually have to go out and prove yourself. If you want to, yep. to have success, like you want the government to give you a successful life, no, that's not how yeah. it works. You you go out and get something, and actually because it's actually dangerous when you give the government that power. But that's a whole <laughs> yeah. other conversation. And I don't think we should even get there because <laughs> we're, we we're, we're not we're not political commentators. But yeah, you yeah, should yeah. you should always have the right of opportunity of equal opportunity but not of outcome that's the why yeah, yeah. and and people people just <laughs> just want this why would you even want this it's for example if i could win the the lottery right now i'd press the space button on my keyboard and i would get 100 million dollars i don't think i would do it to be honest it's very hard saying this like you know hypothetical yeah yeah but because i don't think it would be the correct way of getting it you don't deserve quote unquote that money and even if you could have a super fit body right now, you just press, you just clap twice, boom, fit body. Yeah. Would you really want it? Because then, it's like, you, yeah, what's the yeah, fun? There's the, there's the, there's, it goes back to the process and the goal idea. You don't want just the goal, no matter how much you think you want. Yeah. It. You want the process. That's what we really. Yeah, you want to push the rock up the mountain, being. but you, we always yeah. think that we just want to, you know, have having it reach the top of the mountain. But but yeah, the, the the kind of the paradox is that there is no top of the mountain. Uh, that's yeah, a funny curse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's real funny when you think about it. And so and okay, so now I think we we should go back to the habits we're talking about. So actual actual yeah. habits. So okay, so you you gave some. This, this How about I I can give one right now. You said cold showers yeah, and what else did you, did you say something else? I just said. Cold okay, showers. so one for me it's running, definitely running. Oh, yeah, that's a, that's yeah. A good <laughs> running boy. Uh, I don't like running, and especially because it's a very it's a bit like jogging. Not if you're running fast, it's not really boring, but just jogging, yeah. for, let's say one hour, it's very repetitive, it's a, a very annoying pain. It's not like the gym where it's, it's a very intense pain, but then it's over. But it teaches yeah. you about that, it's like the endless pushing of the rock, it's, but it's just you carrying your uh-huh. legs, but it hurts, it's uncomfortable. You know, it will hurt in your belly, you'll be out of breath. But it's very good to, number one, be mindful of what you're doing. Kind of like a walking, running, slash running meditation. And then, yeah, it's just very uncomfortable. Especially if it's cold outside and it's in the morning. Then it's... Yeah, it's yeah. raining. It's painting the perfect, horrible picture of this company. But Ooh. after you're done with it and you take a shower, yeah, you feel amazing. Good. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say running is also one of the worst for me just because... I'm really into lifting weights, but yeah, I'm the typical, like, fuck cardio yeah. guy. And yeah, running, so running for me, it's actually, 
it's something I should do just because I don't like it. It's one of those things. Like, it's not going to benefit me that much in my pursuit of, like, getting stronger, getting fitter. Like, it's not like it's doing, like, that much for me. It's just, like, for me, it's a purely psychological thing. Mm. It's just, like, I have to do that because it sucks. And I feel better at the end of it. Yeah. And, okay, so but it's just on. before we go over, say, it's, like, a very good metaphor yeah. for life, you know? It's, it's uh-huh. that thing of, you know, it's life's a marathon. It's not a sprint. With most things... Even going to the gym, even though it's a, you know, hard, hard-hitting mm-hmm. thing, still, it's, to see results, you're going to have to do that over a long period of time. So, yeah, running, it's, yeah, you have to be running is kind of like that, kind of but thing. over a, a shorter period of time. Yeah, the gym can certainly also be something uncomfortable. I, we, I think we, put, we pick running, we pick running, you pick running, because, yeah, we, we naturally tend to, to lifting weights. I, I'd say you and I both enjoy it. Yeah. We're opposed to running, we don't like. We're not. Yeah, let's go yeah. running. No, we're not <laughs> like that. And yeah, that's one. That's what makes it uncomfortable. But if you're like someone who doesn't like going to the gym, that's also the, yep. the same thing. I'd say in, in terms of like the benefits. Absolutely. Before moving on, I just like to before we talked about like the, the cold shower thing and how it was like so good in the morning because after you did that, you feel you felt like okay, you have already done something good to start off your mm-hmm. day. And I just like to go back to that and talk about like the importance. This is not a specific habit, but the importance of having like morning routines or habits that you do, that especially if they are uncomfortable, how much they change the rest of your day. So, for example, for me, that's like going to the gym first thing in the morning. Just like the whole, the, the whole entire day just becomes a whole lot yeah. better because you have done something you set out to do first thing. That's the first thing you start. You start your day, your day with success. You, you set out to do something and you did it. This can be cold showers. This can be going to the gym, running, whatever. All the habits fit into this. But it's especially important because it gives you like that first win. You start off your, you always start yep. off your day nice. You, you face the uncomfortable. And you, what, what I notice in myself is that you're much more likely to face discomfort uh, um, in, for the rest of the day. So it sets you up for... Yeah, for before you go on, this is also because I heard, I think it was a guy called Bedros Koulian talk about this. It's kind of like a domino effect, you know? In the morning, it's just a small domino that you knock yeah. over. But that small domino is going to knock a, a slightly bigger domino that at the end of the day, if you keep going, it's going to knock this gigantic wall that is a domino too. And it's just momentum too. Yeah. Yeah, it's momentum. That's, that's, I'd say that's the Absolutely. word for it. But then one of the... We talk about this a lot, but I talk about this a lot, but the, the benefits of journaling. Actually, having a journal, journaling practice, and it's at, like, at first glance, it may not seem uncomfortable. Oh, it's horrible. But what the, yeah, the first time you actually sit down and you, you commit yourself to like writing for half an hour, one hour, 15 minutes, whatever it is, like it's uncomfortable. You don't want to be there, especially if, you're, if you have specific questions like, what am I doing with, with my life? What is my purpose? Who am I? Those like really philosophical yeah. and art questions, those are a, a fucking bitch to get through yeah. at the beginning. And oh, and also, always going to be a bitch, have, but just, of course, it's the beginning of the day, so... You're kind of hyped to do shit after that. That's what I noticed in myself. I'm like, yeah. I, I just need oh, to get also. this fucking thing then. Yeah, so <laughs> even with going to the gym yeah, or yeah. everything, it's kind of that balance that you have to keep of enjoying the moment, but also knowing that you have shit to do after that. So yeah, it's a good, yeah. also a good uncomfortable thing in that regard. It teaches you how to be patient and to enjoy that yeah. thing. Like I noticed Definitely. that today when I, was, I went to the gym, and then I was showering. I was eating and I was like, oh my God, I'm tired of eating. I want this fucking, let's go. <laughs> but yeah, you just kind of have to slow down and think, 
it's a marathon, you know, you're going to be doing yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, that's for patient, patients. I, actually, it's funny you're talking about this because I had the same thing while not eating because I ate breakfast after going to the gym. So I was like, oh my God, it's so much food. I just yeah. want to go and do other yeah. stuff. Can I just like take a pill and be yeah, done with it? And yeah, that's where, that's where patience com comes in. I actually managed to slow myself down, actually take the bites consciously because I would just devour the whole thing in a, in a, in a, like in three seconds if, if I were, if I was to go with my natural instincts, but yeah, that, that's, and also, in, that's also important because that's also a form of discomfort. So it's actually funny because discomfort is everywhere in life if you search it and it can be the slightest thing. It can be like you said, eating slower when you're actually in, in the rush yeah. and doing something that right then it was, it was uncomfortable for you, but I'd argue at the end of it, you were, maybe you were a bit more grounded. Absolutely. You were more present to yeah. do your work. It's like Ryan Oliver says in his book, ego, ego is the enemy. Like, uh, like he, he has a, a, a chapter on passion and how too much passion can actually damage you. And I think that's maybe what we, we experience when, you're, when we are too excited to do something where we're full of passion, but sometimes that passion brings a bit of irrationality to it and a bit of too much of uh, impulse driven decisions. And when you actually take the time to ground yourself and take decisions based on, on your purpose, on rationality and higher values than passion, things will maybe they will go slower but they will go better yeah absolutely because you're you know even the the need to rush is saying to yourself that you need something you need to get to the top of the mountain now you need it now yeah but you know yeah that's it's yeah it's and ego. even for me also a good thing is especially if you work for yourself or you have things that you can do for yourself that it's kind of a not it's a, a challenge but you can do them whenever you want it's also to set up a time to stop and then stop it. For me, it's shut down the computer at 7 p.m. That's it. Put the lid down, yeah. it's over. And it's very hard because there's still like three hours before I go to bed. And I'm thinking, oh, fuck, I should go there and do that. Just one more thing. No, it's over. It's over. You have more tomorrow. And overall, what, yeah, what I would say with these habits, even for you to find, you, the viewer, to find ones for yourselves, things that, one, make you uncomfortable, and force you to practice patience. If it meets one or both of them, it's a good thing to do. Yeah, and following on that, I'd say meditation is the, the thing that comes to my mind that makes you practice that. And not only meditation, but the power of, like, like you were saying, having boundaries over yourself. So there is power in having that, like, like discipline equals freedom, just like yep. Jocko Willing says. When you have that, those boundaries in place, they may seem like at the moment... They are restricting you, but they are what gives you freedom because they define your time. They allow you to, to use your resources more efficiently. You actually use your time in a better way if you, if you have boundaries. And I, going back to the meditation, I think yeah, everyone talks about it right now. It's, a, it's one of those meta habits that I think everyone should have, Just be, especially like in, when it comes to the morning thing we're talking about. It's, it teaches you that patience that you need to have and that's, and for me, it's like I'm just getting into in, into it again. I, I slacked off a bit with meditation, and now I'm getting back in it. And it's still fucking uncomfortable every day going back, going to my chair and sitting there for 15 minutes because you know that I just want to go out and get stuff done. But I know if I if I don't do that meditation, first of all, I'm I'm escaping something. I don't want to face those those feelings, those yeah. thoughts that I that I'm trying to 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 escape. And then I'm just like it's it's all it goes back to that thing. You're you're failing on something you set out to do 
for you, for yourself. And that's that's one of the worst ways to start off your day. Like that, uh, another thing that I once I don't remember who talked about it. It's like pressing the snooze button is the worst thing you can do in the morning because it's like it's you admitting you you, you have failed the first yeah. thing you set out to do, which is wake up at this time. So yeah, that's I'd say that's one of my the habits I'd say to practice really this mental discomfort. Yep. And uh, yeah, I was trying to think about something else, but yeah, the, just yeah, a you, general. If you, if you don't have anything for yet, me, I'd like, like a to general rule too. Yeah. Is just that voice, which you know, we all know, like we talked about already in the podcast, that's telling you what is right to do. And sometimes it's just small things. Sometimes it's just you know, you finish the toilet paper, just put a new one there. Don't leave it there for the next person. <laughs> sometimes it's that. Sometimes it's quit your job. Sometimes it's I don't know, propose to that girl. Whatever it is practice the habit of just following that voice you know sometimes uh -huh. you have to judge but yeah that's because a... the more you train it the, the easier it is to just follow through so when that voice tells you go to the gym you just jump on jump up and you go like yeah, yeah it's a muscle exactly definitely you try oh another one and... one thing for me too is just just meditating not meditating but you know pausing so maybe going to a uh -huh. I did this yesterday. I go to a forest nearby or something where there's people and just stand there, you know, in the middle of your thought walking life, just stop, take a breath, like one breath and go. First of all, you're, yeah, yeah you're going really to be like, oh my God, people are going to think I'm weird. What am I doing? No one gives a shit. <laughs> and then you're going to be much more present because in the midst of chaos, you could, you know, take a step back and actually breathe, just let it go. And yeah, it's one of those moments, one of those moments, one of those actions that if you, it's very chaotic in your brain, thoughts all around, it's very powerful to just shut down. Yeah. And I'd say, like, if people really want a concrete thing to practice that, for me, I, I noticed, like, the best thing for me to practice that is actually taking a nap. Because, and this is really powerful because when I take, like, a, it's always, like, a, a short nap. So it's, like, at the most 20, 25 minutes. And I know that, like, I, I, don't, I don't ever fall asleep. Like, I never have that shutting off, like, when you, when you go to sleep. But... Just the act of laying down at the middle of the day, like for 20 minutes, I come out of it so much more grounded. And it's always uncomfortable. I never yeah. want to go to sleep. At, There's always uh, something else at to this do. Time. There's always something to do. And so it's like, it's uncomfortable. But when, when you actually lay down, because I, I know that I'm not going to sleep, like I'm having that that conscious, um, that conscious uh, decision of not doing anything, which is different from meditation, like, like, you, like you said. It's just... You you come out of it so much more like focused. At least uh, that's what I what I think. I come out of it so much more focused, and it's, it's especially powerful because at the middle of the day, maybe you just like you just got back home or and you're you're kind of all of a mess. You don't really know what to think, and just taking that nap really grounds yep. you and sets you up for for doing whatever goal you set out for yourself. And I just like to end the, this little the this little habits part just by talking about fasts, okay. fasting in general. And I'm not I'm not not only talking about food. But that, that's actually something that I'm going to talk about. So food fasting is actually being more and more studied in, like, for health benefits. It's actually good, I'd say, fasting from any addiction in general. So most people, if, whether they know it or not, they're, fast, they're addicted to food. That's why fasting is, is good for them because it teaches them that, that food doesn't necessarily hold that much of a power over them. This, and this, is, this goes the same thing for everything. Fasting from social media. Most people are addicted to social media. Do a one-week fast where you don't check yeah. any social media. I guarantee it, you will come out of it with a lot of new insights and knowing a, 
a lot more about yourself, maybe because you realized that you were really addicted to it and it was so hard for you. This is, can, this, 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 like I said, fasting in general, because this can go for everything. You can fast from everything you are noticing you're getting addicted to. This can be like uh, pornography, TV shows, uh, gaming. Everything can become an addiction, really. So that's where fasting comes in, because we don't also, we don't want to approach it with that, that idea of, like, I'm never yeah. going to watch yeah. a movie again. I'm never going to go to social media again. That's really hard for most people to commit that hard to something. So why not just take it slow and yeah, just say, for a week, week I won't do it. Every, everyone can spend a week. And I'd say that, that's the, the real the, the real. And also an interesting thing I want to touch here. For example, uh, a lifetime is hard, but a week is easy. But the concept is the same because we, one week plus one week plus one week forever, it's forever, you know? But and yeah. the, I, I was yeah. I was the hearing, I was hearing David Goggins talk about this today. And it's that thing, if you say to the mind, like, for example, he was talking about when he was uh, doing L week, which is uh, a Navy, is it the Navy? Yeah, Navy yeah, SEALs uh, training, which for 130 hours, they're training and they can't sleep. They don't sleep anything. It's 130 hours without sleep. They take like they take like one hour naps. Maybe and that's maybe sometimes. And it's like a physical hard activity. And so what he was saying is, if you think in the first hour that you get there is like, oh my god, there's still 129 hours left, you quit right right away. Your brain starts to panic. You you give up. He was even saying because the second hour is they throw them into cold water in the Pacific Ocean, and he was saying that he trained that before going to the the hell week. But when he was there, the, the water was colder than he could ever imagine because his brain was trying to get him out of there because it knew that there was so much more to go. So what you have to yeah. do is just say, I'm doing this right now. And what comes next? I don't know. But now is this. And that's it. And, yeah. and, it's, and that, it's very hard, but hard. If you can do that, then you can keep any of it theoretically forever. Because if you say, oh, only, it's only yeah. today that I'm not yeah. going to watch TV. And then you wake up and you say the same thing. And then you wake up the next day and it's the same thing. It's easy when you put it like that. But when you put it for the next three months, I can't watch TV. And you start picturing all your days without TV. What am I going to do now? Oh, my God. And now I think, yeah, the the way we're speaking right now, I think it's being heavily influenced by the book Meditations, obviously. Yeah, of course. The concept of taking life one week at a time. Because not to get too deep into it, but it can be true that like your life, the rest of your life could be one week. You you never know if it's like, one week from now you could be dead so the rest of your life if you like you were saying it it there's a real possibility that it yeah. can be one week so when you realize that like those one weeks don't actually seem that not not the, those one weeks but the rest of your life doesn't actually seem that big if you keep present that idea of you could die any moment now like you 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 would if you have that idea present constantly you would be doing those Absolutely. those things you know are I, good for you yeah you wouldn't be think, wasting time you know on the, i can we can end the podcast and i will end it with a bit of a teaser for next podcast which is a quote by marcus aurelius which kind of relates to all of this we've been talking if you are distressed by anything external the pain is not due to the thing itself but your estimate of it and this you have the power to revoke at any moment there you go there you go. Boom. So stay tuned for next week Out. where we're going to review the whole book from where that quote was taken from. So with that being said, Bam. you can follow us on Instagram at Paths of Meaning. That's P-A-T-H-S of Meaning. And it was a pleasure talking to you. My name is Gonzalo and I was joined Goodbye. by Tiago. Bye-bye.
Later.